Welcome back, listeners, to the Lust for Life podcast, where you'll be joining a girl on her journey to discovering the depths of emotional intelligence. This is your host, Tennessee Reed. Welcome back, everyone. It's so great to have you. It's always so much fun every week to do this. Today, my husband, Jake, is back on the show, which is always my favorite. We have so many great discussions throughout the week, and it's just so much fun to have it recorded every once in a while. Today, we want to talk about a topic that we discussed this week a couple of times, a couple different times, and that is about shame and how debilitating shame can be if we don't address it correctly, if we're not um, adequately adequately, uh, navigating our way through that. Really quickly, Jake, do you want to say hi to everybody? What's up, everyone? I'm excited to be back on the show and excited to be able to discuss shame. Jake, we talked about this like a couple different times throughout the week, and it took us a while to come up with kind of a definition of shame. Like, what is what does shame actually mean? Jake, what do you feel like the definition of shame is? Yeah, it's like you said, it's kind of difficult to put a definition on it, but I think it just boils down to not living up to your expectations or standards or making some sort of mistake and feeling guilty, um, things of that nature. I agree. I feel like it's a gap between where somebody is and where they wish they were or where they, they see themselves supposed to be. So there's that gap. And I feel like when that gap is large, that's kind of, that's large shame. So when that gap is kind of filled we're not feeling shameful. And I feel like shame comes from uh, mistakes or lifestyle or just anything that really particularly uh, makes us feel like we're not living the way we should be. In today's world, we are often seeing the greener grass on the other side. We often see the better side of people, their lives seem perfect, everything seems perfect, when in fact it is not. And people are viewing your life probably and thinking that, even though you know it is not. And it's hard to see these high expectations through social media and seeing other people's lives from an outside perspective and thinking, my life looks nothing like that. And I will never live up to that and I will never look like that. And I feel like shame comes from comparison when we are not looking like we want to look like we're not acting like we want to act like we feel shameful in a way Jake do you feel like this is similarly to how you feel about it yeah I really like how you brought up that everyone is trying to put on their best front and that means they're hiding a bunch of stuff and in second corinthians chapter seven it says um worldly sorrow bringeth death. And I want to substitute sorrow for shame. So feeling this worldly shame can bring death because in the world, you feel this shame, you bundle it up, you bundle your shame up, you hide it. It's a a private, it's a dark thing. You don't want anyone else to know about your shame. And that's when it becomes debilitating because just like you said, everyone is putting forth their their best self on social media and everything and it it doesn't it's not cool it doesn't get the likes if you put out your shame and the the things you struggle with and so people just tend to um bundle that up and keep that to themselves 
And so there's two ways to approach these shameful feelings. One, you keep it all inside and um, have it just living in your mind and destroying you, or you own it and you face it and you address the shame. And that's where you're really able to get strength is by just acknowledging what you did or what your situation is and addressing it and not hiding from it. And that's when you're able to grow and, and move on and be able to better yourself. I feel like it takes like a level of humbling to be able to address your shame. Absolutely. No one likes talking about or admitting when they messed up. It's just, it's not like natural. Everyone wants to be their best. So yeah, definitely humility is involved. And I also feel like shame keeps you in the past. It keeps you focused on your mistakes. It keeps you in the past and it will keep you in the past until you process that and until you work through that and learn to love yourself and learn to give yourself grace because we are all human. We do make mistakes. And with that, give each other grace. Be there for each other. Don't judge each other. We're all here doing our best and shame keeps you in the past. And when you're staying in the past, you're no longer present and you're no longer looking to the future either. So you're just in this wallowing vivid emotion that can really lead to scary, scary places. And uh, Jake really likes David Goggins, his books and him as a person. And in one of his books, he talks about how he faces his accountability mirror and how he either wrote or put sticky notes on his mirror of all the things that he didn't like about himself, didn't like about his past and things he wanted to change so it's kind of like a, it was almost a cruel way of doing it, but you almost have to do that. You almost have to be a little mean to yourself and say, hey, like we are not where we want to be. This is why, and this is how I'm going to change. And so I feel like there's also a balance of doing that, of being cruel, cruel to yourself, but also giving yourself grace that you are human. Um, don't be too mean to yourself about all this. Uh, just acknowledge your mistakes and try to work through them and better yourself so that you can move forward and be in the present and live for your future. Yeah. And I would, I would hesitate to say that it's being cruel to yourself because I think the consequences are the opposite of not being able to put your shame out there. I think that's being cruel to yourself, putting yourself through that mental torture. That's so, true. That's yeah, true. I think there's a way that, yes, you can word it um, and not a destructive way. But um, for example, David Goggins, he was 300 pounds and he needed to lose um, 106 pounds in like three months. And so he, yeah, he didn't write up there on his mirror. Oh my gosh, I'm so fat. He didn't do that. Cause yeah, that's not, that's not positive self-talk. That's not doing anything good, but he acknowledged, yeah, I'm over 300 pounds. And so he said, I need to lose X number of pounds in this week. And so that's his way of, of addressing the shame. It was all very action-based and um, he was able to learn from the past and to be able to move forward. And I feel like we've talked a lot about like shame within yourself, but I feel like a lot of shame comes from relationships with others. Like, do you feel shameful with how you treated your spouse or your kids or your parents or your friends? And I have definitely felt this at times. And for me, I'm still working on it, but for me, I feel like Addressing my shame also comes in the form of like apologies and having a crucial conversation with those that I feel shameful about 
and like what I've done. And so to sit down and talk it out and to let them know that I care and I'm acknowledging my mistake, I'm acknowledging the situation and saying like, I'm so sorry. I feel like that, that frees me from a lot of the shame that I'm feeling and oftentimes grows that relationship that I have with somebody because I have humbled myself and we have connected on a deeper level in that way. And that they know that I will be honest about it and that I will come to them when I am feeling a certain, like when I'm feeling shameful or when I make a mistake, because I feel like a lot of us are hesitant to admit our mistakes, like Jake said earlier. And so for me, I feel like just addressing it and having crucial conversations when they're needed um, really just helps me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it just also just goes back to their strength in being open and addressing and like you said being humble and admitting i did something wrong i feel bad i'm not going to hide it i'm going to go apologize to this person let us grow together um let me be able to fix my mistakes and learn from them because that shame there's no no growth is happening when you're shameful like i said i picture shame being just dark by yourself alone in a corner just feeling so down and weighed down no growth comes from that but when you are able to recognize it and go and try to make amends for what you did wrong, especially in your relationships with other people, I think a lot of strength comes. I remember seeing something on Instagram this last week of, it was a topic of pornography and it showed a picture of who you would think a pornography addict would look like. And it was kind of, it was this, you know, overweight kind of in the room trash all over the room and they were just surrounded by the computer looking at pornography um so it wasn't a very like attractive image and then the next picture showed what a pornography addict actually looks like and it was a young really well-dressed man attractive young man getting married and i feel like this is a topic that is really prevalent in today's day and age and is very common and is not talked about, but is at the same time talked about. But there's so much shame around it and it's just such a hard thing to navigate through. And I feel like kids are, I know that kids are constantly getting exposed to it and parents are having to have these discussions with their kids but it ultimately comes down to the kids at some point deciding whether or not they're going to view it or not or give value to it or not because they will come across it multiple times in their life. And so I just feel so horrible for these people that are feeling so shameful about pornography and viewing it and the marriages that are struggling because of it. And I know, Jake, you guys kind of discussed this in your Bible group this week. Um, is there any like highlights that um, you want to talk about this with? Yeah, me and some of uh, the guys from school, we had a great discussion about this, um, especially with shame. Yeah, one thing with shame with it is it was discussed that, you know, a lot of people, they get involved in pornography. They feel so much shame that they got involved with it. They're too afraid to tell anybody. So again, like I mentioned, they are they're alone, they feel dark by themselves, weighed down because they're too ashamed to say anything about it. And it just turns into a downward spiral. They just keep going back to it because that's their only pleasure that they get, even though it only lasts for a 
couple seconds and then their shame is just overpowering after. Yeah, it's very shameful and it, it takes such a big step of humility and courage to be able to discuss it with people, even though it shouldn't. Because like you said, it's it's everywhere. Everyone's exposed to it. And so it also just goes with like literally anything in life. Like if you make a mistake and you feel shameful, chances are someone else has done that same mistake. Chances are thousands of people have made that same mistake. So there's always people willing to help. And if you have like a good group of friends or adult leaders or just adult mentors that you look up to, they'll be understanding and they will be more than willing to talk and they want to be able to help you get through it. And then, I mean, on the other side, if anyone comes to you and and admits shame about some activity they've done or some way they've been living, I think the worst thing we could possibly do is shame them more. I think the, like, one of the best things we can is just show our love for them and how grateful we are that they had the courage to be able to um, disclose that to us and um, how grateful we are that they had the courage to be able to seek help instead of just remain shameful. And so, yeah, that's a big one that the, the shame lives, that we think it's it's so scary to go out and, and talk to people when we think people are going to judge us and everything when really there's so many people who are willing to help. And like you said, everyone's exposed to it. Like it's, I don't, there's nothing to like hide about with it. It's, it's everywhere. And so, but it just makes you feel more comfortable that, yeah, if I mess up, there's people who are willing to help. So that was a big thing that we talked about was the shame aspect of, of pornography. With the addiction of pornography, I think there's like a couple different components to it. I think we discussed this this week also. Obviously, like it's a human intrinsic desire to have intimacy and feel close with somebody and share that connection physically and emotionally. But I also feel like with the addiction of pornography, it makes me wonder like what's missing is what what trauma or what in their life is missing that they're filling with those feelings of pleasure, you know, like trauma leads to holes in your life and those holes you feel like you need to soothe fill with soothing emotions which leads to often addiction that can be in the form of drugs or feeling good from drugs pornography food exercise it could be you could be filling those gaps in so many ways jake do you feel like this is often the case for those different addictions and specifically pornography that there's just something missing? Oh, 100%. And yes, it applies to every addiction, especially pornography. But you look at any um, like addiction recovery manual or plan or, or video or post or anything. And it's, the problem is never with self-control. Yes, that plays a big, that plays a role, but that's not the main role. Self-control definitely will help. But the main role is there's something missing and you got to figure that out. You got to figure out what's missing and you have to be able to address that and own it. Again, going back to there's power in in owning things and addressing things. So you got to look at yourself and see what's missing and you got to own it. And then that's how you can be able to go about going through your addiction. It's not a, I got to increase my self-control, even though that does a lot. 
But nine times out of 10, there's something missing that you got to fulfill. And so, I mean, you always hear the typical story about, you know, in a marriage, like they, they either got in a fight or the wife didn't want to have sex that night. And so then the husband goes on and gets on his computer and starts looking up pornography. And so there's, there's something missing there. Whereas the better way to approach it would be to address those feelings with the spouse and I mentioned the husband going on the computer. It works both ways with the men and women. And even with other addictions too, you could be, I don't feel like joy in my life or in my job. So I'm going to go get, become, ended up being addicted to some type of drugs or even other, other things. People can be like, I, I am too scared to face my problems. So I'm just going to become addicted to exercising, which is a real thing. And I mean, there's so many things that's that, like food and food. Yeah. Food. Like if you are not feeling fulfilled or you're feeling down or there's the gaps that are missing, that's probably a large reason why there we are so overweight as a country also, you know? Yeah. Cause when there's gaps, they, they need to be filled cause there's gaps that need to be filled. But if you have like a, a hole in the road, like a big pothole, the way that gap needs to be filled is with asphalt. If you tried to fill a pothole with paper or lay a piece of poster board over the pothole, that's not going to last. It will end up making the pothole even bigger. And so the holes need to be filled with what's missing. Not You can't add a new substance in. You can't replace what's missing with something else. I also feel like you need to find something to work towards that bigger, that's bigger than yourself. So if you do even fill those gaps that you're missing that's leading to this pornography addiction, I do feel like that neurological pathway of addiction will still be there and that want and drive will still be there. So this is just my thoughts is maybe find something that drives you to be more, have a goal that's bigger than yourself to work towards or have a large goal that you're constantly working towards to keep you kind of dis- not distracted, but driven so that those little distractions of the pornography nagging at you doesn't even bother you. You kind of put your blinders on, you keep going because now you're fulfilled. Those gaps are filled and you're just heading on your way because neurologically our mind will constantly want what we had in the past because it remembers how we felt. Yeah. And I mean, that's go again, going back to like, the holes not being filled, a hole that cannot be filled is boredom sometimes. People are just bored. They have nothing to do. They have no drive. They're not pushing towards anything. So they just find it with quick pleasure, that quick fix that they they get, even though in the long run, it just brings so much devastation. Whereas if you can be able to have some, uh, just be able to experience some delayed gratification, be like you said, work towards a bigger goal, have some drive, have some purpose, that fills that hole right up. I know in my life, personally, I have filled those missing gaps with uh, food and like getting those treats, going to those cold stone runs, um, because I was I was filling those gaps in my life with food, and it led to so much shame and so much self confidence, like gone. Like I had no self confidence because. I'm eating the, this food and therefore I'm not having, I'm not in, fit in the way that I'd like to be fit. Or so for me, I've really had to work these last few months. I also mentioned this in my last podcast, but 
to work on myself, on loving myself, giving myself grace. I'm not perfect, but I am working on myself every single day. Every day I'm working on little goals, little steps um, to keep moving myself forward and keep, you know, progressing in this life. And I really wanted to like touch on this with the audience because I feel like shame is truly something that debilitates so many. And it's just one, it's something that was not talked about enough. And I hope that our society can eventually get there and acknowledge mistakes and acknowledge that we're not perfect and we're all trying our best and to give each other grace, which is so much easier said than done. I think we really have to step back and consciously analyze our thoughts before judging others because it comes so easily to us. Um, So for me, I've been really trying to live more consciously. I'm definitely not perfect, like I said, but I'm trying to uh, love everybody around me for what they bring. And um, I love their mistakes because it makes them them. And I love them for everything they've accomplished. Um, And I really just... I just really wanted to address this on my podcast because I personally have felt like shame has debilitated me and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah. And if there's just one thing I, I want to be able to just leave with everybody, it would just be to own your mistakes. And if you're not living the way you want to live, own it. Just be real. Be upfront with it and find someone who you can trust and talk to about it because there is so much power in being able to disclose that to somebody else and make make sure you're in just in a good support system to be able to help you and then vice versa also make sure that you can be that support for other people make sure they know that if they go and express a concern or a mistake that they had or they're unhappy with the way they're doing xyz make sure you don't make them feel more shameful make sure you make them feel loved and there's power in doing that and there is there is just debilitation and weakness in, in keeping to yourself and hiding. Thank you so much, Jake, for sharing your thoughts today. You always say things so well. That's why I love having you on here. Um, Jake and I have these discussions all the time during the week, so it was really special to be able to record this one. Thank you all for joining this week. I really hope you enjoyed it. Once again, these episodes are so fulfilling for me to make, especially when Um, I hear different stories from others sharing with me how much the episodes meant to them. So those really make my day. And thank you all for joining this week. And I hope you just took away one thing. And we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye.